In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are really, truly, substantially present here with us tonight. Body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your real presence. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of faith. We thank you for the gift of our salvation in you. Heavenly Father, Abba, we cry out to you tonight in the spirit as your sons and daughters. Asking for more of your spirit to come upon us. To awaken in each and every one of us more faith, more hope, more love, more joy, more peace, more courage, more wisdom. Come Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. We pray for healing tonight as well. We pray for the renewal of our minds and the healing of our hearts and the healing of our bodies. Come Holy Spirit, we need you. We love you. We invite you to come. And we believe that you will come. We believe that you are still working. We believe that you are still moving in the church, in our lives. We believe that you're moving here tonight in our midst. Please increase our faith and help us to be open to all that you want to give us here tonight through your word, through your sacrament, through our time of praise and worship. Mother Mary, Our Lady of Refuge, we crown you the queen of our time with Jesus, your son, here tonight as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to read here to start us off from Mark chapter 16. This is the end of Mark's gospel. It's his version of the great commissioning. He, Jesus, said to them, his apostles, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them 
and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I was going back and forth here before the Lord. What scripture passage do you want me to read? And I just felt like this was a word of encouragement for all of us. It's one of the last things he said that's recorded here in the Gospels before he goes to the Father. And he was preparing his church for mission. He was entrusting to us his power and authority. Of course, there's more to the story. Luke records that he told them to go back to the upper room and to pray so that they could receive the Holy Spirit and the gifts that they would need to carry out this mission. But it's a message of hope. It's a prophetic message, meaning that God, through his word here tonight, is confirming for us our mission that's still relevant some 2,000 years later. It hasn't changed. The marching orders really haven't changed. And you might be scratching your head like, well, how's that going to happen? Or how do I play a part in this? I'm not a priest. I'm not an apostle. But notice that Jesus said, these signs will accompany those who believe. Period. There were no other qualifying statements there. So the Lord wants to work through each and every one of you. In a particular way. He wants to have this relationship with you. That will be transformative. It'll transform your life. And then through you, you will touch others. You will inspire others. But he wants to assure you of that here tonight. That the same kind of relationship that he had with his apostles. He wants to have that kind of relationship with all of you. Personal, intimate. Where you have the confidence to share with him your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings, your struggles, your hopes, your dreams, your desires. He wants you to be real with him. Have any of you seen, have you gone to the theater to see season four of The Chosen? Any of you? Yeah, a few of you. I think something that so many people appreciate about the Chosen series is the way that the apostles are all portrayed and and some of the women who followed Jesus. Their humanity. And that really comes out without any spoilers. In season four, these first few episodes, you can see how human ambition and 
even James and John's mom gets in there and is trying to lobby for her sons to receive some special recognition because Jesus singled out Simon to now be Peter the Rock. And that really threw everybody for a loop. Well, why Peter? What's my status here, Lord? You know, it's not about status. It's not about status. Because the Lord wants to engage each of you very personally, very intimately. And it's true, some people will have different roles in the church, in the body of Christ. But he wants us all to work together. He wants us all to be intimately united with him, the vine. We are the branches. He is the vine. And he said, without me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we don't rely on ourselves, but rather we trust in him. And he wants us all to know that he is very good. He's very patient. That also comes out in the chosen so very well. How patient he is with the foibles, all the idiosyncrasies, all the weaknesses of the apostles. He's very patient. We tend to be very hard on ourselves, but that's not how he is with us. He is so very patient. And so, Lord, we ask you tonight to help us to approach you with that kind of confidence that will allow us to experience your patience and your mercy in a new way, in a personal way. Lord, we make an act of faith here tonight and an act of trust, of surrender. That you have a good plan for us. You have a good plan for your church. That you have each and every one of us in the palm of your hand. That you are caring for us. That you care about us. And before we go out, the Lord wants us to first know who we are in him. So it's always good to be reminded of who we are in Christ. We are his sons and daughters. And he believes in you. This really has been on my heart lately. He believes in the goodness of each and every one of you. But what he was saying to me the other day in prayer is, well, Jason, you have to believe it for yourself. I can believe in you, but I can't believe for you. How about that? Jesus believes in you, but he can't believe for you. So you have to make those acts of faith for yourself. Not just in him, but in yourself. That might sound strange. But you have to believe in who you are. 
You have to believe in who he made you to be. That you are very good. In your essence, you are intrinsically very good. Very lovable. Very desirable. You are wanted. And he can tell you that over and over and over again. But you've got to claim that for yourself. You've got to believe that for yourself. That you are very good. That you are a child of God. That you are very special. He is alive in you. He is alive in you. God. God is alive in you. Through the power of the Holy, through the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not just a power, he's a person, Scott Hahn always says. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, well, there is Jesus and the Father. They're always together. But in a particular way, we ascribe to the Spirit that sanctifying presence of God in us. So he is alive in you. Almighty God is alive in you. You are his temple. He dwells in you. That alone makes you very special. That alone makes you very special. So it doesn't matter what you can or can't do or what you have or what you don't have. Almighty God is alive in you, the creator of the universe. He's that interested in you. And so to offer to God that act of faith is empowering. Jesus, I believe that you are very special. Jesus, I believe that I am very special. Because you made me and because you are alive in me. I believe that makes me very special. And I know I'm not perfect, but I know that I am very special. And I just pray that your life will continue to grow in me. That's a great prayer. Jesus, may you continue to grow in me. So may your thoughts be my thoughts more and more. May your Desires, may your feelings be my desires and my feelings more and more. May your will and my will be more and more united each and every day. Jesus, grow in me. His life has been planted in you at baptism. So we've all received that seed of faith, so to speak. And God just wants it to keep growing and bearing fruit. He is the light of the world and his light is now shining in you and with you and through you.
There's your confidence. There's your confidence. There's your boast. God is alive in me. The light of the world shines in me and with me and through me. And so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. And when we start to feel the weight of the world enclosing around us and the worries of of the world and our own lives, we start to feel that enclosing around us and weighing on us. Just keep giving it to him. Jesus, you take care of it. Lead me and guide me. Show me the way. Provide for me, Lord. Give me the people. Give me the opportunities. Jesus, you take care of it. And he will. He has. He's done it before and he'll do it again. And ultimately, we believe that he is and has prepared a place for us in the Father's house. So on one hand, we're called to build his kingdom here on earth. And on the other hand, we know that our true home is in heaven. But so that he can continue his work here in this world, he chooses to include us. He has chosen to include you in his work of salvation. Because he chose to create us without us, but because of sin and the effects of sin, he has now chosen to include us in the work of salvation, which ultimately he brings about. He's the author of our salvation, but in some ways he wants us to be co-authors with him, to be co-redeemers with him. So he calls us to actively participate in the salvation of the world, praying that his light would continue to penetrate the darkness, that it would continue to change hearts, that his truth would continue to set people free, the truth of his love, the truth of his presence. And so, Lord, here we are tonight. We give you permission, Lord, to have your way with us here tonight. And we pledge here in your presence to keep growing in friendship with you and to keep collaborating with you for the establishment of your kingdom and the salvation of souls. Amen.